there, just say amen. And it says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us? And who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'll tell you, if you don't have any reason to shout, boy, you would read that passage and we should all be shouting, amen. Who, who, can, who can separate us from the love of God? Who can, who can come against us that God will not sweep in there, that, that, that he will not save us, that he will not deliver us? I, I thank God today that we serve a God that no matter how, how I can't fall faster than my father can fly to catch me. Amen. That he is somebody who works all things. Not, you know, the Bible says that we're going to go through tribulations. We're going to go through hard times. But he said, be of good cheer because I've already overcome it. I've already overcome it. And I, and I praise God that we can stand here today and declare that we are more than conquerors because what the word says, that's what's true. Amen. Because truth is not relative. I don't have my truth and you don't have your truth. It's his truth. That's the only truth that he is the way. He is, he is the, the life and hallelujah. And there is no other way to the father but by Jesus Christ. Amen. And, you know, sometimes we can go through seasons and anybody been through a season recently over the last five or ten years that it's just been a season of loss that you've lost friends, you've maybe lost jobs, you've lost money, you've, you've lost, a, maybe you're in your health, you've been, you've been battling something. And sometimes what happens when we go through those long seasons, the enemy wants to come in and try to convince us that God has forgotten us, that he's given up on us, that he's, that he's walked away from us. And I can tell you that there is um, no greater lie than that. And that's why I hold on to this scripture that no matter what I'm going through, that nothing can separate me from his love. Nothing can undo what he did for me on the cross of Calvary. Amen. That's why we can never stop talking about the blood and talking about the cross because of what Jesus Christ did. Hallelujah. Because I believe, I believe what he did. I receive what he did. But there are so many people in the Bible that, that have lost things. And we can look at Nehemiah when, when Israel was just kind of go doing their own thing and, and their walls were all broken down. Nehemiah 
just saw the lost. And the Bible says that he wept over the lost. Job, we can bring him up. You know, Job lost everything. I don't think that there's anybody who has ever suffered um, like Job has. Maybe we've experienced some of his loss, but his loss came all at one time. Amen. And Job turned around and he said, even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You know, one of the things that I love about God and we have to understand is that I don't have to understand what I'm going through. I don't have to have all the details, but the one thing that I do know is that God is going to make a way where there is no way. And I think sometimes we trip ourselves up because we're always trying to understand what is going on when we don't understand what's going on, but I don't have to understand it. I can just be still and know that God is God and he is a delivering God that if God brought me to something that he is going to bring me through it and I am going to be victorious. We look at Naomi. Here was a woman who loved God, who who had a Christian home and her husband one day decides to, to leave Bethlehem, the house of bread and go into Moab, which was a pagan land. And, and they walked away. And yet in that pagan land, when they were living, Naomi lost her husband. She lost her sons. She lost everything. But yet God was still with her. In fact, Naomi realizes and she says, you know what? Don't call me Mara. She says, you know, don't, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara because now I'm bitter. Look at Joseph. After Joseph, after being given the favor of God and the love of his father, you know, and, and he had his family all around him. His, his brothers get jealous. They take his life. They, they throw him in a pit. They take his coat. And yet it seems like he lost. But I want to tell you today that anything that you lose, God is going to restore it. God is behind all of it. You are not going to walk out of this thing losing. But there is something that we need to understand about our trials, that when we go through trials and we go through tribulations and we go through loss, that nothing that we go through is in vain, that God is working something in us. Because many times we talk about purpose and we talk about destiny as things that we do. But I want to tell you that your true purpose and your true destiny is to know him and to be known by him. Because let me tell you something, money will come and go. People will come and go. But there is a relationship with Jesus Christ that you will have that will stay. And in the times of the storm, it's that relationship with him that you can walk through the fire and the flood and not and not be overcome by it not walk out and feel like a loser and and when we when we're going through this one thing that God wants to instill in us is that you can trust me you can trust God I I can testify I can be like Paul says he says I am fully persuaded how many today are fully persuaded that God is able to keep that which is committed to him. God never told you that the weapon wouldn't be formed. He just told you and he promised you that even though the weapon is formed, it is not going to prosper, that you've just got to walk by faith. But I will tell you today that attitude will determine your altitude. You know, you can talk yourself into a miracle. You can talk yourself 
out of a miracle. You can talk yourself into a depression. You can talk yourself out of a depression. And so the one thing that the Lord has really been pressing on my heart in these days as, as I am no, finding out who he is more and more every day and God is doing an inward work. Because I want to say this. You know, we pray for outward manifestations. We pray to be used. We pray for blessings. But until there is an inward transformation, there will never be an outward manifestation. And God is not building big buildings and he's not building big churches. That's not what, what he's concerned about. He's building big people. It is Christ formed in you. I want to know that when people see me, that I'm a light in this dark world, that when they hear me speak, when I walk into a room, that they can say, you know what? There's something about you. I will tell you that hard times are going to fall on God's people and the unsaved, but the unsaved are watching us and there should be a joy that is in your heart. There should be a peace that, that, that goes with you and stays with you because Jesus says, I am Jehovah Shai. I am your peace. And so even though, oh, my circumstances are being rocked, and yes, I don't know what it what it feels like, and, and I'm, I'm in a rocky boat, but I have a steady gospel. I have a steady God who is holding me. So I want to tell you this, that negativity is going to destroy you. It will destroy you. Negativity um, is like being on a boat with holes in it. It will sink you. Negativity will always remind you of what you don't have rather than what you do have. And I want to tell you that God doesn't need a lot. In fact, God doesn't need anything of yours to work a miracle in your life. God just needs your faith. He needs your yes. And so when negativity reminds you of what you don't have, what happens is, is you start to lose your faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. When you don't have faith, it begins to steal your vision. And we have to remember what the Bible says. The Bible says that without vision, my people perish. Why does God give us vision? Why is vision so important? Because it gives us something to look for. I love, I love the fact that God says, I have put eternity in your heart. There's something that when I see the world going crazy, when things are going wrong in my life, God has put eternity in my heart, that there's an assurance that I'm a stranger in this land. I'm just passing through here, but there's something greater. There's a vision that I have of something greater to be in his presence. That's what I am longing for, that I am not going to be in this position, that there will be a day one day when I am with him. Amen. So we have that precious promise and he gives us that. He gives us that to hold on to. That's why it's so important that in, if in difficult times that you don't throw your hope away. I just did a teaching, you know, hope in the world, their definition of it is they, they, they wish for something, but they don't, they're not sure if it's going to happen. But the biblical definition of hope is when I hope in God that there is an assurance that something is going to happen. That my faith is not in the work. My faith is, is not in what I see or what I feel. But my faith is in God, who I know who God is. Sometimes people talk about faith and they think that they could just say what they want and believe what they want and God's got to do it. Your faith can't be in that. Your faith has got to be in who God is. 
and great faith, like Job says, even though you slay me, yet I'm going to trust you because, God, I know that you work all things for good for them that love you and are called according to your purpose. And as Christians, when we have the hope of all glory, the living God living inside of us, our faith should become contagious. But when we are negative, have you ever noticed that when you've ever gotten around a negative person, no matter how positive you are, no matter how much faith you got, you get around that negative person, and all of a sudden you start thinking negative. Your, your speech starts to change. Your thoughts start to change. Why? Because negativity is contagious. And that's why you've got to do everything in life that when you're going through that storm to block that negativity out. Now, that doesn't mean that you deny what you're going through. I don't understand these Christians who won't admit when I'm going through a hard time that it's a hard time. It's okay to say, I'm going through a hard time. I don't understand what's going on. This is, this is bothering me, but I have faith. David, when he prayed, he always acknowledged the problem in his prayer. He said, Father, this is going on. But then if you look at the Psalms and you look at how David talked his way out of his battle, he would acknowledge the situation. He would acknowledge the circumstance. He wouldn't deny it. And just because if you don't say it doesn't mean it's not happening. But then as he began to talk to God about the situation. My enemies are against me. My soul is, is, is cast down, but God, I know who you are. I know that you are the author and the finisher of my faith. He began to declare who God was. And as he began to declare who God was, it stirred faith in him. And I'll tell you when you, when, when faith starts to stir, when you start to talk yourself into the word of God, you'll talk yourself into promise. You'll talk yourself into deliverance. And then as he began to declare who God was, all of a sudden it was like the problem just disappeared and he began to worship him and he began to praise him because he knew his father had had it in control. There was never a doubt in David's mind, but David had a real relationship with God that he could come to God and he could say, I am struggling with this. I'm struggling with these thoughts. I'm struggling in my faith today, God. But yet, Lord, one thing I don't struggle is I know who you are and I know, God, that you're able to keep that which is committed. I know, God, that you're able to make a way where there is no way. I know, God, that you can make the crooked places straight in my life because there is nothing too hard. When I look at my children, when I look at unsaved loved ones, I can say, God, I, I know what I'm seeing and I'm praying and I'm serving you and, and everything is going the opposite way. But Father, I know your word is like seed. I know that what you spoke, Father God, the words that, that I taught my children, Lord, that I taught my, my loved ones about, I know they're like seed and your word will not return unto you void. That's where my faith is in. My faith is in who God says that he is. And you know, I want to encourage you this morning that your praise is not based on your circumstance, that whether you're in the valley or you're in the mountain, God deserves all the glory, all the honor and all the praise. And I want to encourage you that if you get that revelation, you can begin to praise your way out of a situation. And I'll tell you this, there are so many times that I would praise and I would worship God and I would walk out. And let me tell you something, my situation necessarily didn't change instantaneously. But you know what changed? I changed. 
I change because there's something about praise and worship that releases you into the presence of God and you can't be in the presence of God and not change and not have it an effect on you. That's why we worship. That's why Satan is always trying so hard to block your praise. You know what? I don't feel good. I don't feel like going to church today. You know, what's the point? God knows where I am. He can come and he can find me. But I'll tell you, when you draw nigh to God, God draws nigh to you. When we believe him. And I love, I, I, I love this, this verse that nothing is going to separate me from the love of God. And he lists everything, everything that you could come to in life. Nothing is going to separate you from God. That's how powerful his love is. And it's so easy to look over your life and to see the lost and see what you've lost. But when you start to realize what you have, when you have God, that he's still there. He's the thing that keeps you. He's the one who holds you together. Have you ever looked at what you've been through in your life? Because there are people that have gone through half of what you've gone through, and they haven't made it. But you're still here. You're still breathing because God's hand has been upon you. I love that Revelations 12, 11, it says that these are they who came who overcame by the blood of the lamb and their word of their testimony. I want to tell you that through your trial and through your tribulation and through your storm, that God is working a testimony out in your life. So many times we want God to use our gifts, but God is saying, I don't want to use your gifts. I want to use your life. I want to use your life. God gives us our gifts. Therefore, he's not impressed by them. But I'll tell you, I learned who my God was when I was going through the valley, when I was sick in my body, when I suffered loss, when I suffered betrayal, when people walked out on me. It was in those moments that I found out that he is Jehovah Shammah. I, I, I found out that, that people will leave you, but God will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. He will never give up on you. He will never change his mind about his love for you and how he sees you. When I didn't have a dime in my pocket, I learned that he was Jehovah Jireh, my provider, because he made a way where there was no way. It's through your testimony. And I want to encourage you this morning that what you are going through, you are not going through it for yourself. You're going through it for someone else. That you can help someone else. Because it's in your trial and in your tribulation that you learn who God is. And you learn who you are in God. And you will be to someone what you didn't have. Because he's faithful. And I love that, that nothing, there's nothing that I can come to. Not death, not life, not angels, principalities, powers, things that are present, my present situation, or the things that are going to come my way, nor height, nor depth, or any created thing. Nothing is going to separate me from his love. And every day I can feel him. 
holding me together. Not only does God love you, but God is love. And I understand how hard loss can be. I've suffered so many, so much of it. And I know what it's like to be going through something and you don't understand what you're going through. And inevitably, Job's comforters are going to show up and tell you it's because you must have sin or you must be doing something wrong in your life. I look at Naomi and she's such a great example that she, that she had everything, and then she lost everything. But yet, God was with her. When I think about Naomi's situation, here she is. She walked out of Bethlehem, which was the house of bread. Now she's in a pagan land, and this land is so, it's so satanic. It's so far from God. But yet there's something in her that says, you've got to come home. You got to come home to God. And so many times what the enemy wants to do in our life is he wants our life to try to change who we are. And when Naomi loses everything and her, and her life has brought her to this place, she goes back to Bethlehem and everybody's looking at her and saying, is that Naomi? That's Naomi. Remember when she, she walked away and she looks at everybody and she says to them, Please don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Because because I'm bitter. Because I've been through stuff. And you know what? I thank God that Naomi could admit it. Because when we get real with God, that's when God can step in and work in us. Too many times, you know, we 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 try to we we know how to do church. We know how to put the smile on. We know what to say. We know how to look blessed, but yet we're still a mess. And sometimes everything looks okay on the outside. The marriage looks good. The kids look good. The house looks good. All this, but yet my heart is broken. My mind is not right. And what God is concerned about is God is concerned about going to those places in your life that are a mess. Because God is more concerned about your well-being than your well-doing. Because it's not about works. It's about being in his presence. It's about knowing God. And what happened to Naomi is something that we need to be careful. Don't let your life, don't let your circumstances change your name. Don't let it change your name. Don't let it, you know, affect your faith in God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And one of the things that we need to stop doing is looking at people and thinking that God is just like people. Because people are fickle. People change. God doesn't change. God does not. I thank God for that. Because if he doesn't change, then that means that I can trust him and I can believe that he is who he says he is. And in these perilous times, that's the thing that holds me together, that I know that God cannot change, that God cannot lie, that God does not make mistakes. Even when I don't understand the plan, even when I don't like the plan, God does not make mistakes, that God has ordered my footsteps that God has my life and your life in his hands and he is faithful 
He is faithful to do what he has promised. And just because God is not doing it the way you wanted him to do it or the when, when you wanted him to do it, it doesn't make him any less faithful. And sometimes I know that we go through situations and we say, God, where are you? I don't understand. I feel alone. And this is why we can't let our emotions run our life. But we've got to learn how to run to the feet of Jesus, to run to the feet of the cross, to the foot of the cross. And God does not need a whole lot of stuff to work with. You know, sometimes we look at in our lives what we lost. And I want to I encourage somebody today that whatever, lost, whatever left your life, it left your life because God didn't need it in your life. And so many times we're so focused on what we lost that we don't realize what's left. We don't realize what's left. And that little is much in the master's hand. Let me say that again. Little is much in the master's hand. And sometimes what we don't understand is when we're going through that storm, when we're going through that hard time, that God is stretching us and God is, is cleaning our house. And many times God allows us to lose things because we weren't willing to walk out of some things. So God in his mercy and in his grace will do for you and do for me what we can't do for ourselves. But sometimes we need to not look at what we lost but look at what's left. You know, anybody ever have leftovers at dinner? My family does not, my children do not like leftovers. But I don't like to waste food. And there are times that there are things that are left over. That I have an opportunity now to take the leftover thing. And make a new meal out of it. And sometimes that new meal that I have made was better than the original meal. That's the kind of God that we serve. That God doesn't need everything. That God can take the scrap. That God can take the mess. God can take the little thing. And he can work it and work it and work it and work it and bring it to a place that it is better than when it ever started. Because I want to encourage you today that nothing that you go through is ever in vain. God will use everything in your life. He takes those tears, he takes that pain, he takes the failures, he takes the mistake, he takes the losses, the betrayals, whatever it is, and he puts it on his wheel and he begins to work it and work it and work it. That's why he can declare, 
that God works all things for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Because destiny and purpose is not about what you do. It's part of it. But destiny and purpose is about knowing him. About knowing who he is. Because let's face it, when you're in the fire and the flood, things can't help you. But God can. Knowing who God is can save you. It can lift you. It gives you something to hold on to. And that's what God is doing in these last few years. In the last five years, I find since 2018, it has been a season of incredible loss, but it's been a season of incredible growth. It's been a season of incredible growth. Because when you are pressed, it gets you to a place that now I've got to press in and I've got to hear from God. Because so many times desperate people will do desperate things. But let your desperation turn into adoration for him. And watch where he takes you. Watch what he does in you. And I felt so strong to share this word with you. Because I know what it's like to walk through life and feel like my friends left me. People have died. I lost my job. I don't have money. I, I, I got this going on. I got that going on. And God says, with all that you've lost, you have not lost me. He is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. God will use all of it. And he wants you to know today that you are not alone. And that even if God is being silent right now and you're saying, Karen, I can't hear him. I can't see him. I feel like he is. Just be still and sometimes just know. And just know that God, because you are God, because you can't change, you can't lie, you can't fail. These are promises. I know we can go through the Bible and look at all the different promises, but I thank God for these promises that God says I can't change. The God of the impossible, it's impossible for him to change. It's impossible for him to lie. It's impossible for him to fail. It's impossible for him to make a mistake. And sometimes the hardest thing for us to understand is that the devil has you right where God wants you because God is working this thing out. So be encouraged today that you have not lost God. Even if you've walked away, and sometimes we don't walk away from God, but sometimes in our heart we just kind of shrink back because of the disappointment and discouragement. Anybody ever feel that way? That maybe I'm not praising him like I, I normally do. Maybe I'm not trusting him because I'm not feeling him. If you feel like God has left your life, I want to tell you, God never moved. He never moved. 
He's still there. And he's waiting this morning with arms open wide to receive you. And all you need to just do is to call on him and come back home and ask him for help. Ask him for grace. Ask him for wisdom. And he will answer you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you this morning.